This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. Celebrity wedding, a girl who doesn't have social media, and a great date and what to do next. Share it with friends. Enjoy. J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Sam's York Labs. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you. It means so much to me that you guys are enjoying the show because I love doing it. So it feels, uh, it's like there's reciprocity. I'm giving you something that I love to do and you give back to me in ways that I Oh, do they feather my nuts? It's like it, when you tweet about it and you tag me, when you Instagram story and you take, you should all be taking a picture of you listening and putting it as your Instagram story. Let people know. If you're going to let people know what you're eating for dinner, let them know what you're listening to. Tag me. I'll thank you from the bottom of my nuts. Okay. And it feels good. It feels like I'm out in a field. Here's what it feels like. I'm at the beach. Okay. I'm at the beach, and I'm sitting on a chair, and I got a little daiquiri. I'm like a daiquiri in, so you're at that great, you know, it's coming over your body. The alcohol is starting to fill you up. And I'm at that second dac, and then all of a sudden, the wind comes in off the shore. Okay? Let's feel that wind. You know, the sea air. The wind comes in off the shore, and I decide it's a little private on this beach. You know what I should do? I should take off my shorts. That's right. Uh, a little late. I've been trying not to get involved because I feel like Please. you haven't introduced me yet. I, I'll introduce you, but you can get involved a little bit. Oh, all right. So I'm on the beach, second daiquiri. A woman is stroking my other arm. Oh. Gently. Ever so gently. I say, you know what? It's private here. We're in the lagoon. See that rock face? It blocks off all the other people. We found this nice little spot. Let's get naked. And I get naked. And then all of a sudden that breeze comes in. Ooh. Ooh. It makes a howl. A howl of a wind comes off the shoreline. And all of a sudden my nuts, the hairs on my nuts, start to creep up. That's what it feels like when you guys tweet. So you, it's the, basically all that was to say that it feels like the breeze against your balls? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, like, I like to paint a picture. Yeah, and all I was thinking about was Tom Cruise in The Firm. Oh, really? Yeah, because he fucking has this amazing night on the, on the beach, and then it turns out they use that against him when he tries to leave The Firm. Well, don't use that. <laughs> you watch. That, it'd be funny if like they're like, I get hired for something, and then all of a sudden, listen to how he talks about his nuts! <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sadly, I'm probably using references that most of your audience won't get. Why Google exists? Yeah, the so, firm. The look firm. It look oh, it I up. also there's also a spoiler in my description there. But wow, anyway. it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. You so, you remember that, right? Yeah, of course. So listen, people, it feels good. It's a giant goose feather. You're taking up and down the seat. My nuts are literally have a divot from all the feathering. So keep on doing it. Keep on telling a friend. Feather, feather. Um, I'm gonna be in Chicago. We have a lot of Chicago listeners. April 22nd, April 23rd. April 22nd is going to be a headlining spot uh, at Zany's. 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 Go to Zany's website. April 22nd. Uh, the 23rd, we're doing a live podcast. Oh, lovely. That is going to be fun. We've done them at The Cellar. We've done them at Laugh Boston. We are now coming to Chicago. Two very different shows. Two very different shows. Stand-up is, I, I don't know. Stand-up might be the, bring, they're both bring your friends a bull. But come. Um, and I'm excited to go to Chicago. Also, we have a voicemail here. Do we have any voicemails today, Shelby? No. Listen, I'd like to get the voicemail popping, as they say in the biz. Mm. Put this in your phone. So anytime you're just out like, oh, I wonder what Papa JT would think of this. 347-669-8252. 347-669-8252. Very excited about today's guest. He's been here before. That's right. An OKP. 
He knows the. I'm a return. It's been a while though. It's I feel been like it was too like, long. I, it was nearly two years. I feel original key player. Yeah. And now, to the audience is. It feels like it's 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 gotten even bigger than it, I could ever imagine. Original key player. That's very like, uh, you know, uh, third level education of you. Is Whereas it? I consider myself an OG. An OG. Yes. This. <laughs> you're an OG. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a crossbreed man. I'm excited. Des Bishop. Thank you for coming on. Buddy. Thank you for having me, man. At Des Bishop on Instagram. Go follow. That's right. Support. I need more followers, especially he, American followers. Yeah, he needs American followers. Well, explain to the listener. You are. You're a, you're you're a child of the world. It feels like yes, I'm a nomadic. Nomadic. You 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 went as a young lad, 14 years old to Ireland. To Ireland. That's right. And you're from Queens. You go to Ireland. You went come to up, boarding school, just normal education thing. It wasn't like a career move. This was yeah. <laughs> at, at Didn't 14, go with my family. Went on my own. On your own. Is it weird to go away on your own at that age? Did you feel like? Yeah, it was it was weird, but I mean, you know, I just it became normal fairly fast. I mean, I can't remember feeling it was weird, but I guess when I when I see fourteen year olds now, I think, what the fuck are my family? Thinking? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, so goodbye, good luck. Yes, why Ireland for them? Because we have we have a lot of cousins there. So it that was, was actually the a cousin of mine was visiting from Ireland at the time. She put the idea into my head. I put the idea into my parents' head. Oh. So it, it, it wasn't like it didn't come from them. But your cousin was like, you should go to school with me. No, she was like helping me with my math homework because I was in summer school because I flunked out of St. Francis Prep. Okay. And uh, she was, my mother was stressing out about where I was going to go to school and just my cousin was like, maybe you could go to boarding school in Ireland. I guess my mother had been talking about maybe trying to send me to boarding school in America. Ah. And, uh, you know, it was very expensive. Anyway, long story short, I just ended up in Ireland. So it was literally like middle of July. Yeah. No, I'm not going to, like middle of July, the thought never entered my head. Mm. August 26th, my new life in Ireland starts. Your bags are packed. Your like, Paddington bear. That's it. You have the you know the over the pea coat on. Still have the stamp in my passport, man. Life changing. Really? Moment. So that's now it. you're. Do you think you had a better education? Same education? Oh, I definitely got a better education. Really? Whether whether it was better for my my life is impossible to say. Okay. But the Irish education was definitely better. Why Why do you say well, that? Well, number one, I was in boarding school, so you have three hours of supervised study every night. Yeah, you and I was and not, boarding school is a scheduled life. Yes, I mean there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. You can't jerk off all day, so you might as well. That and pills. It, well, <laughs> that and was... Advil. Extra strength Advil is really what a boarding yeah, school so, like. So, uh, yeah. And, and then I think, you know, I guess being educated in Europe is not a bad idea because sure. when you're in Europe, you're you're part of the world. When you're in America, you're part of America. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just a necessity. It's just different. Yeah, it's a necessity. Americans don't feel like they need the rest of the world, which is fine. You don't. Right, but when you're yeah. in Europe, you just feels you feel like you need a more global education. So, dude, I, I, I understand that completely because I I am a I am like the definition of dumb American. I feel like like you think so? I think I, you're playing that up, man. I don't know if I play it up. I think I'm just like I, I'm okay with it. I, I I don't think it's a bad thing I, to be like an American. You know, like to be like yeah, I I don't give a fuck about the rest of the world. <laughs> like like if I go to Italy, I did a semester abroad in Italy. You know how I spoke Italian. Loud English. <laughs> yeah, that was my version of Italian. Why can't you understand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where's the Duomo? You know, like, <laughs> that was my. So I, I, you know, another guy we've had on this podcast before, but you know him well, uh, Ronnie Chang. Oh yes, I think Ronnie Chang looks at me as like the most average American. Like he'll <laughs> he'll come to me with things that he's like, tell me about this, and he'll be like, you know, like like just questions that I feel like I'm his like barometer of how Americans feel. Like, I'm like the center like, ground. Why do, why do Americans care so much about college football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I would have to answer for America. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you're, I do you're, it. You're America's representative. I'm, I'm fine with that. And But it's interesting what you say is like, you know, you go there and there's just a different level. You think of things in a different angle. Yeah, and, 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 and then... And then and for anybody, they say traveling is, is the best education. So all that. Plus, sure. don't forget... I'm 14. I'm in a new country on my own. I had to live with my cousins. Then I was in boarding school, staying with other people. You, you have to adapt. I mean, that, yeah. adapting like that, you're going to learn shit. You, you, have to, you have to be kind of a chameleon to those people, too. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of the themes of your podcast, it was very interesting because like, so I lost my virginity before I went to Ireland. I, was, you know, I lost my virginity when I was 14. I was smoking weed. I was drinking. Yeah. And then I moved to Ireland. And Ireland in 1990 was not like fucking Queens in 1990. What's the difference? So, well, none of my class had had sex. Okay. None of them had smoked weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them were drinking, Puritans. but not a lot. So suddenly it's like, I have to go like two steps back. I'm going from like fucking weed to Transformers. Now, <laughs> so it felt like you were going... Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, so they, they were like, they were all like, you, you had sex, did you? 
Jesus, what was Lake? You know, I had to fucking really? I had to describe it. I probably what? fucking dropped a fucking into ten people's wank banks just on a description. <laughs> well, then now on that, you go there and it feels like you know they're doing like was it was that weird like relationship wise like how were you like a stud to these nah, Irish dude, girls? I was fucking covered in acne and. I was I was just a, a, an anomaly. I was a, unique to them, but I I didn't really get going with the ladies till I was like sixteen. And then and then it got yeah. Gone. But dude, I mean, you don't know Ireland in nineteen ninety two. There was a lot more. Do we, now there was a lot out. more barriers. You know, you, you think about all these things about consent conversations recently, and it's like holy shit. You know what's coercion and what's not? Because I literally, you know, like when you're sixteen in Ireland, nineteen ninety two, you got to fucking break through like. You know, it's it's a lot like of stages. religious stuff. Oh, dude, and yeah, oh. and I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't doing anything wrong, but at the same time, you think like you had to, you know, I had my hand pushed away a lot, really? a lot of hand pushing Cause away because there was really no like, uh, I I guess like the 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 talk of love, no sex education, and so you're just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, and people feel they they think they're doing something wrong, like literally. In the early 90s in Ireland, a lot of those girls thought they were doing something wrong for a long time. I, I lost my virginity at 14. I didn't have sex again until I was 18. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the fucking drought. You've <laughs> been to the promised land. Fucking California farmer. Yeah. It's like, fuck, where did all the fucking water go? <laughs> now you're going Now you're going to go do shows in Melbourne, right yeah, now. Well, I'm doing Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Perth. S Brisbane, Melbourne, all the big ones. All the biggies. We do have Australian listeners. Um, We are a podcast of the world. Um, You're going to be at the Melbourne Comedy Festival yes. doing shows there. So if anyone listening... Go find Des Bishop at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah, all the comedy festivals. Like, if you just put in, like, Australian comedy festivals, Des Bishop, all the dates will come You'll up. be up all of the dates. Yeah, and or, it's or actually, livenation.com.au, and my dates are on there. And it's at Des Bishop on Instagram. That's right. Go follow. Now, these international shows, how are they different from doing stand-up in America? Well, I guess, number one, I did it last year, so you okay. got to have a new hour. You know, you got to come up with something completely new. Yeah, uh, they, they, particularly in say Melbourne and in Edinburgh, you know, which is in August, they they tend to have themes. The, the audience tends. That's to what I've always uh, understood of the international comedy crowd, where you're coming in knowing it's Des Bishop talking about blank a thing. Like my China show, 2014, was all about my experience in China. Yeah. Uh, last year, last year I tried to make it a bit more like I tried to use my experience of working in the cellar all the time as like, hey, here comes some fucking hard hitting New York style stand up. Sure. But all the bits, as you probably noticed, all my bits are kind of long. They, yeah. That, that comes from doing those uh, things. So this year, here's the fuck up of this year. So I put in, you have to put in your description for these shows way before you mm -hmm. write them. So in the description of the show, one of the things I put down was, uh, you know, Des jokes about male defensiveness towards feminism. Oh, no. You know, and I just wanted to talk <laughs> about the way men get so fucking, but this was way before yeah, me before too now becomes... i'm talking about fucking <laughs> trolls online i yeah i want to make jokes about guys that are like yeah, no yeah. what about fucking women you know like i i just pee, i want to talk about insecure men <laughs> suddenly i fucking do yeah. an interview with a journalist last week she's like well you want to talk about male defenses that's a hot that's a tough topic yeah. i was like yeah and i'm not talking about it now because the fucking world has changed <laughs> it's a tough time wow you really you really went up a mountain on that one yeah hey, fuck it's funny if you show up to melbourne there's just people protesting your shows because oh, like, you know, i ha i've been trying but it's just, it's very So one of my jokes is I say, being a man at the moment is like being a German in 1946. Okay. It's like, I know I didn't do anything wrong, but I didn't do anything to stop it. And I certainly benefited from not being a Jew or being a, you know, you know what I'm saying? So people don't laugh. You laugh. I yeah, know yeah, comedians yeah. laugh. Sure. But it's a good joke. I know, but people get uptight, you know? Well, you're going to go to Melbourne. And if you're, go and listen, if you're listening now, it feels good to have people come to your shows that know you from something else. Yes. You hear Des oh, listen, here. If I get somebody from the J Train podcast, I'll, I'll take them out and take, get, them, get them drunk. There I we don't go. drink, so I don't mind spending the money. <laughs> at Des Bishop on Instagram. Let's do some emails. You ready? Go for it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. This one's called Going After Older Women. Oh. What's your experience with older women? Well, I tell you, when you're younger, it's a good idea. Like it's a good idea. If you're in your early 20s and you can find an older woman that's into younger guys, you're going to learn a lot. And it's they... going to be better. And this is not I'm not I'm not getting down on younger women. Sure. But you can't you can't fake experience. Older and, women know more things. Well, it's also a confidence thing. I think there's a thing where I think it's uh, you know, and this is younger men and younger women. You're just not used to being naked with someone else, and you don't know what your body wants. That's right. Especially for women, because women need to know what their body wants a lot more than men. Sure. So and, an older woman's going to have an idea of that. And here's the, the, the best part, and I know this is playing off of stereotypes, but stereotypes are there for a reason, of you being a younger guy with an older woman. They don't take you that seriously. You're fucking some younger dude. Yeah. You're a cock to them. 
That's right. They're using. I mean, most of the time they're using you. For the most part, they're looking at you as a fun, physical, uh, physical getaway blast from the past. Yeah, from they're going to the touch stre- your skin a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to do. They're going to do weird things like, wow, it's so tight. <laughs> Look at these <laughs> these balls. You know, yeah. J Train, longtime listener and emailer, and I want to say thank you for all the life insights you've given me over the years. Going to keep it short and simple because I don't know if you've tackled this issue on the podcast before. I'm into a girl that's older than me. For context, she's only seven months older. Okay. Oh, we're not talking about this. But has graduated college, still applying to grad school, no full-time job yet. While I'm a senior at the same school she graduated from, she seems into me but hesitant about the fact that I'm younger than her. Looking for tips on this specific situation for a guy going after an older girl in general. Wow. That's a a tough because what he's dealing with there is the fact that she's probably into older dudes because she's at that age where she knows older dudes are more interesting. Sure. So he's in a dilemma. Yeah, he... This is the dilemma. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the dilemma he's in. Totem pole dilemma. This is what I call it. Oh, you, okay? you so you've encountered this dilemma before. Well, this is a life dilemma. Totem pole, when you go from elementary... Elementary school ends in fifth grade. In fifth grade, you're a big fucking to-do, okay? Then you go to middle school. Oh, my God, you're sixth grader. You're a young fucking idiot. Yeah. Then you go to high school. You then you're eighth grade and the middle school. I know the school. I know the hallways. I know what I do. Then you go to freshman year. Big fucking loser again. And this is to men. This happens to women. It goes in reverse, and to men it happens. It, men and women it reverses. And as you get older, then mm. you get to the top of high school. All you know, all the freshman girls are coveted yeah, by the all senior. the older guys. Mm-hmm. Then you get to senior year high school. All the girls are like. Act like they're all old wenches. <laughs> you, know, oh, I'm the, you know, they start wearing sweatpants. They don't get, they know all the guys, they know all your tricks. But now you're number one on the, you're, you know, King, King Tut, senior, going for freshman girls. Now you're Mr., you're the man. Yeah. Then you go to college, freshman year of college. All those girls that were old, you know, old wenches at the high school aren't wearing sweatpants anymore. And they're looking good to all the older senior guys at college. And again and again and again. Now, you're the senior in college, and your your confidence is way bigger than it will be a year from now. I'll let you know that right now, because you're big tut at the college campus, and you got freshman girls that will say, "Well, what are you majoring in?" And you got you're confident about your major. You got an internship that you've already done, and maybe gave you a job, and you think life is going to be okay. Probably not. Probably not. And you're going for a girl who's realizing that life's a little harder than college told you. Mm-hmm. And she's out there and she's nervous about what her next steps are. Grad school. She's living at home. And she looks at you as a young fucking baby because you are in the reality of unreality. College yeah. is just not, it's a bubble. And, and she's outside tough. of the it's bubble. It's tough anyway because women mature faster than men. Totally. And it's just a tough time. But I'm not saying you, you just got to work hard at seeming super mature mm. and you got to find a way to just make her think that you're different to other guys of that age because she's definitely looking up she's looking up and that's the thing she's looking up at stability right now her life is insta in instable because right now she's dealing with grad school where do i live what do i do what's the next step going to be and she wants to date someone who's like yeah yeah, i'm doing okay i just want to hang out with you date a guy too that's swiping the card and like you know fussing over her and she wants to date a guy that's like fuck this is great this girl's fucking three four years younger than me she's hot fresh fresh, you know fresh this is is what i'm saying him so this is a tough the only way this works is if you are fun guy when she comes to visit Mm. you got to really you got to find a way to make her just think that you're a special special and you get that you are living a life of unreality i think she's going to come back to visit during spring whatever with her friends because everyone does that's when you're there for her you can't i don't think you're ever going to date her I think she's going to come back to school and you need to show her that you're the fun guy who gets the college is running up. And then when you graduate, maybe you come back to this. But right now you could be a fun hookup, not a fun time. I mean, it's tough when you're a young guy because you don't know it, but you're a young guy. You're full of fucking hormones that won't be there in 10 years. Mm. So what you got to do is pretend you're not you. (laughs) That's the trick. Well, also also, I think have like a little bit of awareness of the special position you're in. Because she's left college and she thinks life is over. So when she comes back to college to visit, you should be there to be like, hey, let's hang out and be the fun shepherd for her time back at school. Mm. So at least you get that time. You're not going to get the time. You're not going to go visit her at home is what I'm saying. 
give her the opportunity of when she comes back to school that you're that guy that like, hey, like you're the mature one at school that is fun for her to go hang out with when she comes back. That's the way to go. Tell her that I talked about on the J Train podcast and uh, (laughs) get her to listen. And maybe she'll think you're cool because your question was talked about on the podcast. J Train podcast at gmail.com. J Train podcast at gmail.com. Instagram issue. Oh, I like these. Well, you love these. I love me some Instagram at Jared Fried. Here with Des Bishop at Des Bishop on Instagram. D E S. D E S. Bishop. Follow. So funny. So good. You're going to love them. Hey, King of Brunch, Sultan of of Swipes. Let me preface preface this by saying I'm a huge fan of your podcast, um, and I think it's really refreshing to have an honest opinion about dating from a guy who's not trying to fuck me. And yes, this is a woman's email. Cue the music, Shelby. So I don't have Instagram. Oh. Yes, I'm aware that it's 2018. I feel like you need the background info that I'm not weird, and I would say that I'm an 898 face body personality. Ooh, wow. I know, I know your, I know your thing. Any guy or girl can use it if you're a first time listener. 898 is up there on the board. Up there. I don't have it no Instagram to be able to verify this. But, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. How would we know? <laughs> now, I don't have it because, in my opinion, it's a way to help me stalk less, stop seeking validation from others, and overall just be more in the moment. However, I feel like it might be hindering my dating game. Uh, guys might think of it as a red flag. What are your thoughts on this? So this is an interesting question. If a girl doesn't have social media or one of the accounts, are you likely to be wary of her? Mm. Well, I mean... For me, I'm not going to be wary, but I'm just going to assume that like she also like says things like I don't watch television. <laughs> you know, like, well, the, I'm assuming she's we're gonna... so on the same page. It's weird because <laughs> that's my first thought. Is is like someone like this? Like they get annoying. I don't really watch. Uh, oh, um, are you up to date on Breaking Bad? Well, I don't really watch. TV, uh, TV. I don't watch shows. Yeah, yeah they have that. Uh, that's, they always have the same. But I'm not saying she's like songy. But this is what what you're doing. And we're not saying that she's this because she seems pretty aware. Yeah. But the first thing that comes to mind with people who aren't on Instagram is that they think they're above being on Instagram. Yes. And they do the same. That same. I don't do Instagram. I don't do. They can't not do that voice. Yeah. I'm not a big TV person. They always sound yes. the worst. It's uh, condescending. Very condescending. It's let's not be above patronizing. It's patronizing, patronizing, patronizing patra patra, whatever. I'm just saying, and we're saying the same thing because it's so funny. Two guys, we're sitting here going, just don't be that guy, guy, girl. Yeah, whatever. once you're not that girl, it's not a problem. Exactly. You can be like, hey, I just don't want to look at fucking other narcissists all day. <laughs> well, that, that, that's kind of patronizing <laughs> too. <laughs> I, I mean, I get, but I, I can understand why you wouldn't want to bother. It's a time suck. I, I get it yeah. too. Like I, I'll be on it for hours and I'll be like, what have I done with my day? And how bloated is Sarah X today? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> and it is a time suck and it is a waste of time in the grand scheme of life. You and I, we want followers at Des Bishop with an S at Jared Freed. We both want people to follow our accounts because we want people to come to the live shows that we've been putting together that we work hard on every night. Yeah, plus the interactions are fun. The interactions are fun for us. I mm. don't know how uh, if it's the same, and maybe because our we, we think of things and numbers that are different than people that don't have a following. Mm. So people out there with your whatever the number is, you know the number of likes that feel good. There's a number of likes that feel good to you, and it's different for me than it is for you. There's a number of there's a number of DMs that feel good to you, and it's different for you and I. And and these all these numbers all are just in the context of your life. You know, it's all just in uh, the, the the positive thing for this woman is that if she's not on Instagram, then she's not addicted to that dopamine hit. Exactly. Which might mean that she's more mentally stable than the average person of her age. I envy her in a way, and I pity her in a way. There's there's two sides to every coin. So for her, what we're saying, if you're the not social media person, and I listen, I think we're on the same page on this. You're not an Instagram person. You're not a, don't make it a bigger deal than it is. You're not better for it. You're not worse for it. You're just probably, is. It's probably not even a thing if you don't bring it up. Totally. And so if, if you just be like, I don't have Instagram, don't have and then that's it. You're just texting away or doing what you're doing. That's not an issue. There's only the one. The other one is the girl that goes, I, I, I deleted Facebook. And they say it and you go, 
what was that last moment like? <laughs> right? Because you know, no deleting of Facebook happens in a easy medium way. No. It it's happens always, it's in a... It's always a pass-aggressive, mysterious post. A weird post and a weird aggressive... Something went Somebody horribly wrong. Somebody out there knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So if you don't have any social media account that you don't have, it's just... Make it just is and no guy will care. It's, it's only a red flag when you care more about it or want to let me know about mm. it more than I should have to know about it. Because mm. we'll be looking. Oh, we're looking. Of course I'm going to look. <laughs> we're going to look for... Where's her look Instagram account? Oh, I guess I can't find it. I guess I'll go on this date and see if she's hot in person too. Yo, one time I came up with a great joke and I never did it. I just yeah. kind of forgot about it. And then uh, Hannibal Barres was in the cellar and he did the exact same joke. Really? It was so frustrating. Was it about Instagram? Yeah, but I'm going to do it because I thought of it myself. It's yeah, not yeah, his yeah, joke, yeah. but the joke was, you know, about Instagram. It's like, if it's two swipes to the prom, they're too young. Hilarious. <laughs> I know, it's such a good joke. Hilarious. It's so annoying because in Ireland we say the Debs and that was the joke. It's like, you know, it has to be more than two swipes to the Debs for it to be okay. So funny. <laughs> so annoying. I, and, but it's true. And there's all these things. Like, I think of Instagram, like, Instagram is, is, is your your hotness resume. If I can hand, you know, when I know I'm dating a hot girl when I can just take my phone and give it oh, to yeah. my friend. Oh, yeah, you don't have to do that. I don't have to go find. <laughs> you don't have to vet it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to go find the one bathing suit picture uh, I've been good, masturbating to good, for three weeks. Good good lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, 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 she's, no, hotter, no. she's hotter than that. This bro. one, no, 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 this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, and yeah, then you got your buddy that is like, I'm not looking at that. Anytime someone gives me the picture, I go, no, 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 no. I'll be looking. Yeah. Give me the book. Let me mm. let me browse on my own. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Des Bishop coming to Melbourne. Melbourne Ke Comedy. Is it Melbourne or Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne. They, Melbourne. they say Melbourne. I want to go to Australia so fucking bad. No, I feel like there's I no reason have why. a she moment come, there. She comes to the cellar once a year to check out acts. She does? The Melbourne woman, yeah. Melbourne. Susan, Susan Probert. But uh, I mean, there's no reason why you wouldn't go. Maybe next year you get headliners. They bring over. You know who's going this year? Um, oh, God. Why am I drawing a blank right now? It'll come back to me in a second. Uh, One of the black guys that hosts. Uh, <laughs> One of the Seton, black Seton. guys who hosts. He no. was just on this podcast. No, Seton's I, great. I, I, it's fantastic. I, I, if that seemed disrespectful, I, I apologize. <laughs> but hilarious. I was just doing the thing. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to figure out who it is. It yeah, got yeah, me it got, there. It did get you there. Seton was just on this podcast. He's fantastic. And if you're going to be at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Great guy. And great guy, great comic. Both. Des Bishop at D-E-S-B-I-S-O-H-O-P on Instagram. We're sponsored, people. Oh, wow. Love this sponsor. They sent me some shades. Listen, spring's right around the corner. Movement, movement, movement. MVMT, MVMT. They took out all those silly vowels. All those vowels that got in the way. You know what it is. Movement is dropping all new sunglasses to get you ready for the warmer weather. Listen, you need shades, baby. Love a good pair of sunglasses. Love uh, them. And it's healthy. Healthy, good for your eyes. Um, listen, they have tons of different individual styles. And you're going to have, you're going to want the beach, walk in the streets. Uh, at your happy hour, you want it on your on the on your neck. Shades just put the whole thing together. And also, if I'm a man, when you have sunglasses, you just have a better, you look more put together than mm. the just the average Joe Joe, Joe squints. Yeah, and you want to you want to cut back on those crow's feet later on. Totally. So, you know, you're not thinking about that yet, but gotta we think just about it got now. our go-to shades for it all. Okay, the guys at Movement didn't just make great watches. They also make great sunglasses and just released a ton of new styles. So listen, um, my problem with sunglasses, they're expensive and you end up losing them. So anytime you want to get a nice pair, you end up losing them. These are priced so well because guess what? We don't got to pay rent. No rent. Sunglass hut, you know what? They got to pay for the hut. Okay, movement got no hut. No hut. They got that man. little. They got a table on the internet, and they're selling them right there, and they're good. And I always say the same thing about movement watches. The reason they're good is because they're clean and they look nice, and they don't look like you're trying to be something you're not. Same with the glasses. These are clean. These are nice, and they look good on your face. Okay, and then they made quality, trendy sunglasses at a fair price. So get get this, you can get them polarized, and they start at seventy dollars. They're like my go-to shades, I'm telling you. So listen, these are high-quality, premium, etc. Acetate? What's that word? Acetate? Accentuate? Acetate. It says acetate. 
I, I'm not, I'm not an expert in uh, what that A-C-E-T-A-T-E. might be. A C E T A T E. Acetate? It sounds like a medicine. Everybody's Googling right now. Every, listen, they're nice. I have them. They're great. Let me, let Papa JT, give you some money. You ready? You want money? Who wants money? You want money? Sorry, I want money. Yes, yeah, sorry. Who wants dough? I'm asking the listener. 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash jtrain. mvmt.com slash jtrain. MVMT.com slash JTrend. 15%, 15% off, baby. Free shipping, free returns. You know movement for how they've revolutionized the wash industry. Now's the time to check out their sunglasses. Go to MVMT.com slash JTrain. Join the movement. And for those that are interested, cellulose acetate is hyperallergenic, made from a renewable resource, lightweight and very strong. It is made from cutting, forming, and polishing <laughs> sheets of plastic. Cellulose acetate is the highest quality plastic material for eyeglasses. Really? Yes. Thank you, Des Bishop. There you go. Just to add to their commercial. When is it too soon for feelings? Feelings. What's that song? Isn't there a song from... Yeah, feelings. I can't remember it. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's always too soon for singing feelings (laughs) when you're in a relationship. (laughs) It's always going to be a deal breaker. It's going to be... Feelings. That's a tough question, you know? Papa JT, let me just get right down to it. My boss hooked me up with this guy who lives in San Francisco, who is one of our brokers. I live in LA. Okay, so I get it. She sounds like she works in finance. They have a broker. San Francisco's big finance town as well. Probably works at like BlackRock or something. Listen, if I named the, I, I don't even know because she's called, emailing from a seventy-five percent chance he's an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> but he knows how to work that dick. Yeah. We've been talking for three months before we recently just met. He flew down to work, uh, but took me out to an incredible expensive restaurant. <laughs> he bought amazing VIP tickets to a Lakers game. My choice. I love sports. Then did what oh, you always suggested, traveled to a bar afterwards. And yes, I ended up in his hotel. We had such good energy. We were even blasting Ja Rule in the cab. Don't judge me. Wow. Before he left, he or- I love that that's a reason for it went well. We even played Ja Rule in the cab. Yeah. Murder. Very random. <laughs> we played a Ja Rule tune. Like, Always oh, comes so... back to Queens, baby. <laughs> right? Always comes back to Queens. I love that. It's just so funny that if you nail it, you fucking nail it on a date. <laughs> ja Rule. <laughs> like anything. He even played, he even played, uh, you know, he even played Limp Biscuit in the cab. You yeah, know, but like, I think oh, she doesn't. So wet. She doesn't realize the hypnotic nature of of affection. She probably doesn't even <laughs> like Ja Rule. She just got just, sucked into the moment. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so wet. Before he left, he ordered an Uber to pick me up, uh, to take me to a nice rooftop restaurant filled with a lot of laughter. PDA, and when I am going to see you next, talk. Since then, took your advice on sending risque. Fo- I, I mean, that does, sounds like I'm just <laughs> telling people to send send things. Took your advice, send risque. Uh, uh, on sending risque photos, uh, videos, and photos to remind him what's in LA. He loves them. So thank you for your advice on that and your previous podcast. Go to that previous podcast. It's not as it's not me just saying send your tits, okay? But we said, you know, send something nice. That's right. I mean, it was a pretty good song. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't have bothered having a feud with Fifty Cent. It probably was a negative. It's a bad, uh, bad move a bad on his career part. move. Yeah. But also. She's right now listening. She's getting sweaty. Yeah, she's remembering. She's like, oh, this date was so great. She's remember being wooed. Here's the part where she gets. We got too much J Lo here. I know, I know. The part, his part, he's she's gonna slide off her seat. Come on, that's what the guy was thinking. She's listening at the gym, just oh my god. Piece of this. The date was so fun. Get those VIP tickets to the Lakers. <laughs> we get along great. We talk pretty consistently. Window tap the fuck out of each other. But he never told me how he feels. Does this dude just want an amazing BJ fuck, or is he really interested? Maybe both. I'm not looking for a, a title, but I'm curious to know if this guy has feelings for me. When is it too soon to get clarification? Not it's, enough information in this email to answer that question. It's too soon right now. Yeah, I'll tell her that. You, you're you one jaw rule. Yeah, you're one jaw rule song in. The only thing she should be focusing on now is when we're going to hang out again. Yes. That's absolutely. it. Absolutely. And they're far away from each other. The, the you know, Yes, we all do the thing where we like imagine what this relationship could be before it. But you have to get through the book to get to the end. Mm. You have to read every chapter. So for her, you're literally, you're at the first page. You're not even, you're a sentence in. You had a great time and I, I love their date. 
Don't get me wrong. He put out the red fucking carpet. He gave her a great experience, and she gave him a great experience. He's probably thinking, wow, I would be the best L.A. time you could be, and I would also make the way you see how he feels is how he will receive you physically. Yeah, and also how much how much contact you guys have with each other. That's what I'm talking but physical contact. Like, have you ever traveled somewhere for a woman? Yeah, no, but I'm saying she's had the good experience. So now, since then, what what's been going down um, with the Has frequency of contact? Well, well, she says that they're they're touching each other's Instagram, they're liking each other's pictures, which is what you do. Yeah. Here's the here's the problem with guys you just fucked. They want to make sure that you don't fucking hate them, yeah. as much as they want to make sure that you like them. So guys you just fucked want to like, you know, kind of back away from you slowly, like you're a squirrel eating a. You know, we want to go. Don't mess. Don't get the, you know, we don't want to make any tears. We want to make sure that we are seen in the light of good. Mm. And that can make us an asshole a lot of times because it can seem like ah, we're more invested in messages. this. It's a mixed message. Yes. Because a lot of times we're just making sure that the girl that we left in LA isn't going to think that she's just my LA bang. It, we don't want we don't want her thinking that, but we also don't want her thinking that she's moving to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're so wise, Jared. Right? <laughs> Don't you feel that way? Haven't you done that with chicks where you're just like, okay, just, just it's kind of like you're playing Jenga. Keep them sweet at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just taking it. <laughs> when, you, when you leave a girl in another town that you have just, you know, had a great experience. And that's not to say you didn't have a great experience. It's like pulling that Jenga mm, piece. Keeping them. Just, just make sure it doesn't topple over. And toppling over is you, you know. Sending him a message. Feelings. Feelings. Yes. <laughs> Feelings is topping over that Jenga right now. Her move should be still doing when, everything yeah, you're when doing. When you're coming to LA. That's but let the, me know next time you're in LA. Yeah. Let me know. Be the best LA party you can be. And say, listen, and let him get to the point where he's like, it's going to be a while. Well, well, I'm free. You know, I would even like. You can, I mean, I would personally feel that at this <clears> stage, if all that went down and you've been messaging all the time, I think it's okay to say when you're going to LA because you might as well find out how serious this guy is without talking about feelings. But that's what I'm saying. Because you don't want this guy. You don't want this guy if you're just going to be like, you know, kept out, you know, hang out to dry, just like waiting totally. for him to decide he needs to go to LA. Feelings are, um, are the product of actions. That's what it is. So if he comes, if he's like, I'll be back in LA in two weeks and let's do another night. That's it. That's great. But I think there's also got to be the opening for him, you to go to him. Mm. I think you need to go to San Francisco and I think to see if there's real feelings. Not a girl's trip where maybe you guys meet up. You need him. If he extends the, hey. I'm busy. I can't go to LA, but why don't you come to San Fran? That's a guy who really is feeling you. Mm. Especially if he pays for the flight. Yeah, well, because this was a work trip. He got in extracurriculars. On a, he didn't even have to pay to fuck. Mm. And this he's probably was, writing off those Ubers. Yeah. What are you? Yeah, this was all written off. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're a client as yeah. far as as far as his taxes go. You're well, a client. She said he's a broker. Yeah. So this is what you have to, you know, the trip to L.A. is easy, but it also is an easy trip to have fun. So when he comes to you. Be fun because it's an easy trip. He wants you to be as easy, not sexually, I'm saying as I'm saying a time, easy, a fun time, as is his work trip. Yeah. The harder part, you need to see if he'll do the harder things. Listen, it's not time for feelings, but it is time for a margin call. This motherfucker. That's gotta a great put some, point. Gotta put some money down. You gotta put some money down. That's right. Because right now he's a, he fucked for free. Yeah. On Uncle Sam. Yeah, this motherfucker took an option. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. Des Bishop at Des Bishop on Instagram. Go follow him. Go support him. He's fucking fantastic. You're going to love him. And if you're in Melbourne, you got to go see the shows. Mattress Firm. I love Mattress Firm. You know why I love Mattress Firm? They have physical stores. In this day and age, <laughs> I do. I love it. I love that they have a store you can go to. You can pull up the website that I'm going to give you, and you can pull up that website. And get the deals that only smart people get who are in today's. It's a it's a it's a hybrid. It's new technology combined with old school um, bricks and mortar bricks retail. and mortar retail exactly. And I see mattress from all across this great nation. So you go to mattress from, you lie down on a bed, you have the person there help you, and then you go online and get the deals and make sure that it because a lot of you went and got a mattress because you saw an Instagram video. 
A lot of you just ordered a mattress that you never lay, you never put your fucking ass on because you're mm -hmm. you were had by some Instagram influencer. But I'm telling you, as a podcast influencer, go to Mattress Firm, go lie on the bed, see what you like, and then you go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast. Mattressfirm.com slash podcast. Mattressfirm.com slash podcast and see what the deals that they have that are refreshing every week. They have a 120-night sleep trial, 120-night low-price guarantee, so you know you paid the perfect price. Again, go to mattressroom.com slash podcast learn how you are sleeping. could be monumentally approved. Tipsy turn-on. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Cue the chick email while I search for the feather emoji. We oh. need a feather emoji. Oh, this feathers my nuts. So this is another lady? It's a lady email sending it. You're getting a lot of lady emails. I feel like it's you get really more than you're used to. It's growing, to say the least. Good for you. So here's the deal. I'm a 25-year-old girl doing the date app dating scene in NYC. I've had some success and some failures. What age, sorry? 25. 25. Dating app scene in NYC, successes and failures. Yeah, you need to raise that age up to 42. <laughs> Start swiping bigger. Recently, it seems like first date after first date, and the guys aren't just doing it for me. From their personality, the fact they don't look like their dating profile pics. To get through the date, I'll have a, gla uh, a glass of wine or two. The problem comes on the second date because I'm a lightweight. I'm way nicer, a little tipsy, and tend to give off the wrong vibes, as if I'm suddenly very interested. Even if I haven't been feeling it the whole date, I'm suddenly kissing them goodbye and saying I definitely want to see them again. I definitely accidentally turn these guys on towards the end of the date, and then I wake up the next morning, and there's the next text saying they're looking forward to seeing me again, et cetera, et cetera. I feel horrible blowing up off or ghosting. What's a good way to ditch the date without saying you want to see them again or to, to, to avoid this problem? Or what is an easy way to let down that I can use as my go-to while tipsy? Anything is appreciated. Love the podcast. So basically what she's saying is she's going on these dates. She's doing what she should be doing. She's having drinks. She's getting a little tipsy, which good for her. Yes. She's enjoying herself with the, with, with, she's enjoying the, sh <laughs> yeah, with the stranger. But she's enjoying the show that she sat down for. Yeah. Which she should. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a, it's a, it's an introduction. It's a way to get to know each other. No big deal. But what's, what's she do to let these guys know that she's not into without being a dick? Well, you know, first of all, I think she shouldn't worry that much about being a dick because I think she thinks she owes more than she does. Totally agree. You, you don't owe these guys anything. Well, this is two men giving this advice to women. And I think this is women, the biggest problem for women right now is this worry that they're looked at a certain way by someone who doesn't matter. Yeah, this guy doesn't matter. This isn't your boyfriend. This isn't someone that's going to go to Yelp and tell them about you. Guys, the luxury we have as men, the privilege we have as men, is that we generally um, don't really think of these things as being mean or being considered bitchy or cunty a bad thing. If someone thinks of me as a bit, I, uh, as a bitch, it'd be a different type of thing. Be like, oh, I'm not a man. You know, th there's that connotation. But if that, if someone was like, oh, Jared just was uh, so direct. And honest, I'd be like, yeah, I, I, that's... But listen, if I was on a second date and, you know, I kind of liked her, she gave me a good vibe, we, we made out a little bit, I, I still wouldn't feel obligated. The next time, totally. I'd, just, I'd just be like, listen, I'm just not into it. It's like, and then she'll, well, you kiss me? It's like, well, that, there's no obligation on a kiss. So like, I don't know why you're feeling obligated with this guy. Yeah. Just, who gives a fuck? You want to get, off. you want to fucking flirt? You want to turn, you, you want to like have a little physical contact with this guy and then not contact him again? Just enjoy the physical contact. Enjoy it and don't feel bad for it. Yeah. Here's he went home I, and choked one out. Yeah. He's not, he, he's not worried. He's <laughs> went not all home, bent. emptied the gun and yeah, went to he's, bed. He's not all bent out of shape. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing that I'll let you know. And if he pursues you, great. Be flattered. Be flattered. And go and and also be okay with being direct mm. i think for men our egos get ahead of ourselves our loaded gun so to speak is full of piss and vinegar and we think um you're you're gonna run into more trouble being nice than you are being mean ghost this motherfucker ghost who even cares get the guys don't even care about ghosting as much we just want we just want to get to the next one yeah this guy's fucking swiping away in the mean while you're worried about him he's fucking swiping away and, but I, I'll say if someone keeps coming at you and like, when's the second date? When's the second date? When's the second date? It's okay to say, I had a great time, but I don't feel the connection. Good luck with everything. Yeah. But also I really feel like the trick is more phone calls and more like coffees. 
fucking because if you're going on a lot of dates Mm -hmm. it just gets tedious fucking yeah yeah. same conversation yeah being stuck spending time with somebody who you can tell pretty quick because like if you're dating a lot you can tell quick sure you know you get a keen sense of when it's when it's kicking off and when it's not so you do coffees well, I, I mean, I, listen, I, I get so much pussy. I don't really have to do that. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm totally yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but I just think, no, actually, I was talking to, I was having a good chat with Nikki Glazer about it okay. recently at the thing. And she was actually saying, like, she's she's done more phone calls and more, like, coffees because then it's just, like, quick, like, half hour, like, interview. If this guy's worth meeting again, at least you'll know. At least have you'll you ever know gotten what he looks off like. the phone and been like, I'm not gonna go on a date with that person. Yeah, yeah. They, sorry. Oh, Jesus! I'm not. Okay, I'm good. knocking over the mic. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've chatted to people. On the, the phone. There's the phone is more intimate than text. Sure, absolutely. So I actually think you can kill off a lot of fucking dead weight by having a phone conversation. I like that. I like that advice. I think the phone conversation is good. But going back to the, I'm not an Instagram person. Don't be the. I only go on dates if I talk on the phone person. Oh, no, no. Jeez, I don't mean that. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. suggest it as a way. You know, I'm just saying. Hey, you know. what are you doing? Uh, why don't you give me a call? Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk on the phone. I, I And especially in the age of like Bluetooth headphones and being able to like not have to like hold your arm up as, 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 big a, as little of a thing that is to get in the way. It is easier to talk on the phone these days and we don't even realize it. Yeah. Just to have a headphone on and be like walking around the house and doing other things. Yeah. And I used seeing to have, if I used there's to a vibe. I used to have to have phone sex with the fucking shoulder. T- oh. <laughs> you have a neck cramp. You're <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. Oh, what happened to your neck? Well, I was having a lot of phone sex last night. And hold, that's yeah. It. Yeah. Can you hold, please? I have to open my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it, but there's, but there is truth to it. I, I had one time. I had a girl Instagram message me and was like, wanted to talk on the phone. And she was hot. And I was like, yeah, let's talk on the phone. And we talked and I knew right away. I was like, yeah, you can not going to happen. Like if, if I'm talking to it, like I've had a few like, inst- like you Instagram, then we talk on the phone. Like I could tell straight away, like the sense of humor comes out clearer, you know, like, I mean, you shouldn't judge people by their accents, but you, mm. you, it, uh, sometimes that happens. Sure. But you learn a lot. So you, 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 can, you can give yourself you a, 30, see, a 30% better you chance You know what? It, it's a medium between the apps and a date. Mm-hmm. It's the medium. Mm-hmm. It's not the... And the, we all have to get used to these levels. We have to get used to the fact that texting matters zero, but it matters. Phone call matters zero, but it matters. It's amazing it, how much it goes phone, up the, It's amazing. Like, people don't talk on the phone anymore. I know. It's amazing. And it's also a move to zig when people are zagging. And you're saying, oh, this girl, oh, this girl could wants to talk. Cool, and maybe we'll go on a date, but maybe not. But I, I think it's going to become a thing. I think people are going to start to realize that talking on the phone is a handy way to. Because if you're fucking swiping, like in New York, she's in New York, sure. So she's she's matching every she day, could, like she a could swi- Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could so swipe all. She all could year. go out every night. Yeah. So if you're getting that much opportunity, people are going to figure out quick how can I cut out the dead weight. Yeah, be a better. Not the worst. I mean, stuck with some dead weight. The two the two pieces of advice: be a better vetter. Be a better vetter. That's a good title for That's this a- podcast. Um, be a better vetter. And then also, don't be worried about being a bitch. Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Des Bishop. At Des Bishop on Instagram. Go follow. Go support. Do you like doggy? I want feedback on that one. You know, sometimes, do you ever get attached to one of your issues? Oh, yeah. Because like that one now, I'm like, I want to see how she gets on I in, a, in what a, month, a month or two with the information. Whether it works out better. Yeah, and be curious to know. Hey, guys, we have an awesome new sponsor that I think is going to be really helpful for a lot of you. It's called Hims. 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 Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. So listen. Right now, and this is really what they're going to help you out with. Right now, if you're a guy 20 to 30 and you're losing a little bit of hair, you're losing it in different ways than each other. Some of you might have lost it all. Some of you might have lost a little bit. Some of you might just notice a little bit more in your hat. Um, you can go to forhims.com and get you get a kind of they'll go through the questionnaire and they can subscribe you the things that you need to keep your own hair. It's always better to get ahead of this stuff than be behind. So go to forhims.com and you're going to get a trial month of hymns for $5. $5. That gets you a trial month. So if you're sitting there getting a little nervous about your hair and it popping out of your head, you go to fourhims.com and you're going to get a $5 month of hymns. It's going to be great. So order now. My listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 right now while supplies last. So that means it might go away. 
See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. So a lot of you are wondering, man, I'm losing my hair, but I don't want to talk to people about it. This gives you kind of someone like J-Train who's a little bit faceless, someone who's out there that can give you a little bit of feedback to let you know what you need. So go to forhims.com slash J-Train. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-Train. Forhims.com slash JTrain. Listen, guys turn to weird solutions. They don't know what to do. We're embarrassed to ask. This is a non-invasive way to get ahead of the hair loss issue. So go to forhims.com slash JTrain. Forhims.com slash JTrain. So you can get the trial month of hymns for just $5 today. Hello, JTrain, the 666 and guest. Enough net feathering, let's get down to business. My girlfriend of two years is not taking responsibility of her dogs. When we met, we would see each other every other weekend since we live uh, about 90 minutes away. She has two dogs, things were going great in our first year, and so we decided to move in. Over time, she has put all the responsibility of the dogs onto me. I now, the one who takes them out, feeds them, makes sure they have water, cleaning up after them, take them on walks, etc. I thought at first it wasn't a big deal. Turns out I couldn't be more wrong. She will not take out the dogs at night because she is scared about something happening in our gated apartment complex and wakes up early to get ready to, for work. And during the weekdays, she doesn't seem to, doesn't have time to take them out. Therefore, does have time to check up on the dogs since I leave. Therefore, does have time to check up on the dogs I leave later. Therefore, does have time to check up on the dogs since I leave later in the morning. My question to you is, what can I do to give her back her dogs? I want to date her, not her dogs. Side question, what are some ways to open closed-minded people? Well, that's a little cryptic one at the end there. The last one's cryptic. It doesn't feel like, it feels like there might be other issues. But, but here's the question. They're living together. The dog is representative of a bigger issue, which is she's not. She's taking advantage of him. She's ta- he feels taken advantage. Yeah, which she is, and yeah. that may be a symptom of, a, or, or may get worse in the future, where she just feels like his time is less important than her time. Totally. And here's the other thing. Here's the here's the the thing that is not being said, and what he could feel like. Those dogs might have existed to be her boyfriend, and now that she has the boyfriend, she fills the dogs in with this guy. Well, so, maybe he needs to recommend euthanization. <laughs> Get rid of, let's kill these fucking dogs. Yeah, Can you imagine her so you response? Walk, you want to walk these motherfuckers? Oh, they're getting injured. We got one or the other. <laughs> and then her telling her friends, he wants to kill the dogs. Yeah. You know, like I, but I, I do think that he could probably, he probably feels like he was tricked. Like these dogs were there because she needed a warm body and someone to kiss her anytime she wanted to be kissed. Mm. And then she took care of them because that got her to the place that she felt she was loved. Then the minute someone who loved her moved in, she was like, well, I can only take so much love. Why don't you take care of these fucking things? I don't need them anymore. Well, I guess he needs to ask himself, is this a symptom, like a, like a sort of relationship-wide problem where she takes advantage of him? Or is it just the dog? she got a bit sick of the dogs well, and, and she's allowing him to look after them? That's a very interesting thing. And I think the only way to do that is to create a schedule. I think that what he has to do is he has to look at her and go, listen, I'm doing all the dog stuff. I moved in with you, so yeah. I moved in with you and the dogs. So that is a part of the home that we are keeping together. So he has to stop calling them her dogs. Mm. They're they're both of your dogs, okay? So when you do that, what you're doing is like you're separating yourself in a way where it's like not my problem. You're separating problems. When your problem as a, as a couple, when you move in together, they become our problems. Mm. So the dog is both of your issue. You both have to live with the dog. You're both the caretakers to this dog, Okay. So you need to sit with her one day and say, hey, listen, I'm doing all the dog stuff. It feels like, and this is me saying to you, you have to put it in new terms because you can't tell her what she is or what she is. You can't tell someone what they are. You have to say how they make you, how it's coming at you. Every time I take care of the dog and you don't do anything for it, it makes it feel taken advantage of. Say that to her face. Mm. She'll look at you and go, what? I don't, and she'll get me and say, no, this is my time to talk. What I want to do is create a schedule for the dog. Because I'm getting passive aggressive with you via this dog issue. I think if you show me that you're willing to split up the dog responsibilities, then it shows me that you care about me. Those relate to each other. If you don't want to create a dog schedule, 
then you don't want to work with me as your mm. significant other. And what are we going to do when we have kids? And what are we going to do when we have kids? <laughs> and we have bigger issues. And uh, maybe we should move out because this isn't really a joint thing going on. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a big deal, it won't turn into a big deal. That's what I'm saying. You move down the hill pretty quick. You yeah. move to move out pretty quick. I don't think it's going to get to that. I think she'll go, yeah. And then you test it out. Let's see how the schedule works. And then you say, you know, and it does feel what happens in relationships is when you don't, when you don't, uh, I can't help you. It starts with a C. Commi Communicate? No. When you don't, uh, when you Co coordinate, when you don't make, oh, do fun. things for other people, when you don't, uh, take concessions, don't. When you do things for other people, oh, I'm so, this is great radio. This is fucking me up. <laughs> I know, but a great actually, day. I so love far. it. I love it yeah, because I'm, I'm, it's a fucking quiz. <laughs> I'm losing this fucking word. Where's, where's Scott Rogowski for the? Answer? I know, right? <laughs> 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 when you don't uh, make consent, I'm looking for a specific Shelby. You got, are you here on this? Uh, when you don't, um, Give relationships back. are cooperative. Cooperate. I do something for you. You do something for me. It's. Uh, Ipso give and facto. take, not give and take, give and take. Uh, but there's a word for it. Oh you have man. to. You got to let it go and come back. To, it'll come to you. Someone at home is just screaming to themselves. Screaming down the, the word. Um, but if you're not going to make, uh, you Ebb know, con concessions, oh. it's one word. Yeah. Ebb and flow. What the fuck are you doing to me, Shelby? <laughs> yeah, you, you see, you said C. It might not be a C. No, it's not, it might not be a C. I'm I'm stuck on C. Yeah. Fuck. Um, oh, I love it. But the relationship is uh, if you can't make. <laughs> I think you had it with concessions. Concessions. Well, here's the thing. You can't all relationships are as you saying, I'll, you know, I'll take this away from me. Compromise. Compromise. <laughs> wow. That feels compromise. so I feel like I just came. <laughs> oh, compromise. By the way, I have I have a bit of a chest infection. I'm not as old as I sound right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that I've had these like horrible coffee laughs. Yeah, but you got you got you got tea voice. I feel like you, you drink a lot of tea. I just right now I, I have a little bit of a chest infection, yeah. Compromise. So every that's what they that's what every per relationship person it's all compromise. Exactly. It, but the thing is when you don't see the compromise, it become you become this person that's the less sexy math person. But you have to do the math to mm. get back to the oh, sexiness. You got to communicate so, like, on this one. This is the thing when, like, you know, if you're like six months into a relationship, and you're and you're like, you get to the you, when you get to a point with a girl that you're like, I'm not paying for every fucking meal. Okay? Oh yeah, dude, that's a biggie. So that's, that's come a biggie. Up before, right? So that we've never really had it on this podcast, but like my thought is there should be some reciprocity. So that's like I pay for this one. Oh, if you pay for this one, and then the girl's like, oh, I'm getting lunch because you got the last one. Great. And and yeah. and, and, and I no mean, all I need is the offer. After like the third date, I just need them to try once. Try, try once. But this is the, I get the pump fake. I get why a guy should pay for the first few dates. But once you're in that relationship, it becomes a little bit of you do this, I do that. And 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 not to say that the minute you start doing the math on like is the minute someone's not paying for some of the meals. That's when it gets annoying. And this yeah, is where he's at. Yeah, they're living together. I mean, they have but, to be but this compromising. Is, this is what I'm saying. He's at with the dog. He's at a point. If he was doing 60% of the dog work, he wouldn't give a shit. But he's doing 90% of the dog work. So now he feels like he's being taken advantage of. So now we're saying create the schedule to get back to 50-50. And you might feel weird about it because you're like, well, we live together. You know, I can, I don't have to do 50-50. But the only way to get back to 60-40 is to math this right. out. He's got to say it. He's got to say it and say, "Hey, I'm creating a schedule. I'll do it based on your needs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take into account that you don't like going out at night, so I'll do the nighttime one. I'll take into account that you wake up earlier, so I'll do, you know, you know, figure it out." Yeah, I'm curious to know has he actually said it to her yet, or has he just said, "Will you take out the dogs?" And she's like, "I don't like going out at night." He's he got to create a schedule, and that, I think what that does, it feels too mathematical to be sexy with a partner. But sometimes you have to go to bath the mathematical well, to get the sexy. dog shit ain't sexy anyway. So. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more. I'm having a great time with Des Bishop. At Des Bishop on Instagram. Go follow. So funny. I got a hypothetical. Oh, I love it. So let's say... Sup, thumb mark on your dick. What? You were just in Aruba? Yeah. So I did Aruba Ray, and I got a little too carried away masturbating down in Aruba, and I didn't use cream and such. 
So I literally like, there's like a fucking, from like a day of like going at it. You had you had chafing on your? Chafing on my dick. On the head of your penis? So I called it a thumbprint on my dick because it was like right where I would hold my D. Interesting. It was bad. And then I came See, back because the not, change I'm in weather, the humidity. So I don't have these. Oh, uh, so the change in humidity. Oh, killed me. Oh, so you had like a little, little, little like a, almost like a sunburn peeling type yeah, situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know it that. It was bad. Yeah. Would you rather watch gay porn with your dad or watch a gang bang with your mom? Like twenty dudes with monster cocks and one girl. Is that that's the hypothetical? That's the hypothetical. What what is it again? Gay porn with your dad or gang bang with your mom? I. I, I, I literally could enjoy either of those. <laughs> You'd be fine. I could find the fun in either You'd of be those fine. situations. Yeah, I think I'd be fine too. <laughs> you know, I think the gay porn. I, I, one... I know that if I was, I mean, my dad is dead, but if my dad was alive <laughs> and uh, we were watching gay porn, I know that my dad would probably say something like, "Oh man, he's a huge cock, man." Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. Like it wouldn't be awkward. Gay porn with your dad would be better because at least there's you, there's no women in the room. You can you would comment on their bodies. Like I mean, my dad. We're commenting on men's bodies all day yeah, long. Yeah, we, we don't give a fuck. Look how in shape he is. We're basically yeah, watching dad, gay porn. I don't think he's really gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> he's doing this for the money. <laughs> for the money. Yeah, it would become very sportified. If yeah, a, yeah. Shelby, any thoughts? Easily the gangbang. The gangbang? What? hilarious. And what would your mom say? What would that conversation be like? I think she'd probably be more uncomfortable, but I would try to make it even more. <laughs> more yeah. uncomfortable? Sounds great. Uh, yeah, this is just a very quick story, but years ago we were filming something up in my attic and uh, myself, my brother, and my mother were up there mm. and we were looking for something f about my dad, coincidentally enough, and we couldn't find it. And then in the search, we found an old Playboy that we had hit up there from the 90s. Uh, oh my so God. So my brother opens up the Playboy to the centerfold, which was the big thing, you know, centerfold. Yeah. And holds it up, and the first thing my mother says is, she's an old lady now. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so even my mother, she's like in her 60s, she yeah. still has that like women jealousy thing. <laughs> she's, like, she's an old lady now. She's Fuck that bitch. <laughs> That'd be like a cool art collection to like frame some of those yeah, old- Yeah, some of those centerfolds with the bush. Yeah. Bush. Love a bush. Yeah. I talked about that on my own podcast, actually. Really? Yeah, about the eradication of pubic hair and where did it come from, and is it good or bad? or is What it... do you think? Well, I think it came from porn. I think people, Absolutely. I think people think it's like, oh, it's cleaner and all that. Every, but it's sex just and technology all come from porn. It's just a trend. But anyway, uh, I was just asking about the, you know, because I lived in China, they don't shave. No shaving. But it didn't bother me. But I'm from a generation where my early, my early vaginas to me had hair on them. Vagina with hair to me is sexy. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's exotic female, you know? Yeah. Also, the idea that everyone shaves, so now shaving has become the norm. That's right. So now you're going against norm, which means that you're thinking of sex more, in my mind. That's mm. how I look at it. Yeah. Let's do one more. Okay, go for it. Because that was like a too quick of a yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, you, you got time? We good? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I got Caroline's at 730. And we'll, we'll bring in the Haas to Ha Town. Yeah, let's... <laughs> JTrainPockets.gmail.com. Celebrity destination wedding. RSVP with X. What's my move now? Oh. Hey, singing Slamboni. Long-time listener, went to your live podcast in NYC last week. You took my buddy's question in the back. Here's my problem. I have a celebrity destination wedding in August. I was going to bring my new, my now ex-girlfriend, but now I'm stuck with the option of a plus one. It's a family wedding, and the celebrities in question are in the NBA. Really? Mm, like Think it. Kevin Durant celebrity st status. So it's not Kevin Durant, though, is that what they're but saying? But th that level. Wow. Um, a lot of the guests are people I don't know, extended family. My close family can't go, so it's just me. I currently really want a plus one, want to find a plus one. I don't want to be on an island by myself while everyone knows each other when I was supposed to have my girlfriend. But I also don't want to skip this wedding. Do I ask friends, try to find a date, or just go by myself? What would you do in my situation? Oh, he's Thanks in a that. very good situation, in my opinion. Very good. And I think he should not bring the ex-girlfriend. I think he should use this as a major selling point to pick up some grade A, triple nine. You think bring sand to the beach? Oh, you think go on his own? I think go on his own. I, well, I, I, I get that. But the problem is that people are all matched up. Well, here's the other thing. Here's what he's not thinking. He's going to a destination wedding. So it's at a resort of some sort. Everyone and and the, and the celebrity is his key to conversation with any chick on the island. Everyone's gonna know. They didn't rent out the whole resort. 
They didn't rent out the whole fucking beach town. They didn't rent out the whole island. Other people will be down there. So yes, the wet and the wedding is going to be full of big time people too. And not just couples. He's got to, she, whoever this girl is, has single friends. You're the friend of celebrity. You're going to be in a great, you're in the catbird seat. Don't you think? But I see, I was, I was thinking more in terms of he can, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Okay. So I'm thinking he can set himself up to bring somebody real nice to this. Yeah, but then he's got to be there the whole time. I think he could be at this island for, it's a desk. I'm assuming it's at an island. Okay. Um, I know, but he, it's a tough spot to show up on your own. It's only as tough as you make it. I think, I guess, because, and usually my advice is to go along because you don't want to make the people pay for the extra plate for some rando. Right. But this is a celebrity destination wedding. They, this don't, guy, care. they don't give a shit. So the idea of bringing someone is in play. The reason I'm against it is because any hot chick that's at that hotel wants will be looking over their shoulder at the wedding all weekend long. Anybody that's at that hotel Wants to know, wants to be a part of it, part is, of it. is texting their friends, guests, saw, hey, Steph Curry's having a wedding down here. You know what I mean? Like whoever it is, they're texting their friend back. I might get to go to the wedding. He could pick someone up during the day on Friday at the hotel resort and be like, hey, you want to go? I got an extra seat. Yeah. I mean, well, that I'm goes the, along with my thing, except that he's gone on his own. Yeah. And I think on your own gives you more options is what I'm saying. There, You could get to the wedding and find out that she has six hot friends in her wedding party that are fucking awesome. And now you're friend of celebrity, which makes you a higher echelon person. Well, I would say then I agree with you, but I would also say, but I do understand don't be afraid you're... to use it as a, as a way to pick up, you know, bring somebody super hot there. The problem is he's got to have someone super hot now. He has to have whoever, I, I think but it's the, the summer, right? Uh, Here's my problem. I have a celebrity wedding August. Yeah. So he's got time. He's got time. So I would go for reaches. Yeah, you got to, I'm telling you, you got to try to fucking go for stuff you wouldn't normally go for. Mm. Be like, yo, I need a plus one. But you, you don't I do that straight away. Yeah. I, you got to hold on to this as long as possible. This yeah. is a chip. He's got to be trying to do that in like July. But I also think that he could go down there and have the best fucking time. He could. He absolutely could. Jay but Trent. I could see why he's freaked out about going down on his own. Because that can be a bit tedious. But you go on your own. I think. I think. Uh, here's the well, thing. He must about, know some people. You're He's not going to the wedding. That's the thing. And you're not going on vacation alone. You're going for a job. Uh, you're going to do something there. There's, it's not like you just were like, yeah, I just booked a ticket because uh, you know no one thinks that you're there on you know you're the honeymoon that didn't work out. You know, no one thinks that you're Carrie Bradshaw doing the honeymoon that her husband left her at the altar. You yeah. know, so this is you're going for a reason. So that's always a more comfortable place than just going somewhere alone in general. So you'll be okay with that. But I do agree, you can ask like the 999 of your life, hey, why don't we just go down there? But I I don't like that that becomes the reason, like you're being used for that. Yeah, but you know, I think the there's a the higher day, how, how it begins is not important. It's how you keep them. Yeah. I think there's a higher probability of getting used by someone than when you go down there, you could meet some fucking hot, like celebrity doesn't just date rando chick she's got a group and they're on her level mm -hmm. and you can also message your buddy and be like hey what's the single girl situation any I know, it's just tough because a lot of those girls are really into the nba celebrity life fair gotta do some lying i think jtrainpodcast.gmail.com I'm, I'm the i'm a manager i'm the agent <laughs> Jerry Maguire, these motherfuckers. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Des Bishop, thank you for coming on. Such a pleasure. You know that that kid joke, right? What's what, what did Winnie Winnie the Pooh say to his agent? What did he say? Show me the honey. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I love it. Love it. <laughs> That's a good note to go on. Go I mean, follow. I wouldn't normally say that. It's no, just but I related it. to what we're talking about. At Des Bishop on Instagram. Go follow him. Melbourne. If you're there, go to the shows. Shelby, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Jared Fried. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Follow me on Instagram. I love Instagram, at Jared Fried. Also, send in your emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.